0: born of the spirit is our topic for this morning born of the spirit born of the spirit and that a theme for the month supernatural birth the supernatural birth the supernatural birth our theme for the year is the supernatural and this month we have been looking at the supernatural birth and last um, last Sunday, looking at the supernatural birth, we looked at the story of the interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus. Um, Zacchaeus, sorry. Is Zacchaeus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus, between Jesus and Nicodemus in John chapter 3, where uh, he told him that if one is not born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that was because Nicodemus came to Jesus and Um, perceiving all that Jesus had been doing and the miracles and the signs and the way he teaches and the things he does he perceived that this is not natural occurrences this man is moving a certain dimension, a certain supernatural dimension hallelujah and uh, he came and Jesus was trying to show him the way to this Supernatural kind of life and dimension as we saw uh, last week. And he said that, I tell you truly, that unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. That's because the kingdom is spiritual. The kingdom is supernatural. So to enter into that realm of the kingdom, to operate in the spiritual and then the supernatural arena or realm, you need that you are ushered into it initiated into it and the way you are ushered or initiated into it is to be rebirthed, to be born again hallelujah so when we are born again we are born again into the supernatural we are born again into the spirit hallelujah and then we see that you are born of the spirit so Nicodemus couldn't understand and so he was trying to how can a grown man like me enter into my mother's womb and be born again Is it possible that we... Then Jesus continued to tell him that that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And that is where we are picking our topic from this morning. Born of the spirit. So to be born of the spirit is to be born again. To be rebirthed. To receive the supernatural birth. To become a Christian. And last week we discussed that one and then we we got to know more about that. And even we went further to teach on how you can be born again and how you can receive the supernatural birth or the rebirth. So somebody who has received that rebirth, we say the person is born of the spirit. Why born of the spirit? Because that birth is not a natural birth and it doesn't come by the will of man like it was said about Jesus in John chapter John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13, uh, where he said that um, um, as many as receive the power to become children of God. Isn't it? Children not born out of the will of man or of the will of the flesh but of the will mm-hmm. of God. Hallelujah. So we are born in that sense from the flesh, conceived in the womb for nine months and Delivered by your mother, that is natural birth. You are born in the flesh. But born in the spirit is somebody who has been reborn after he has born. She says that after I'm grown, can I enter into my mother's womb? You can't enter into your mother's womb and be born. But you can be born again spiritually. And that is what we call born of the spirit. You are born of the spirit. Hallelujah. And we try to explain it last week. So we understand what it is. But in today's sermon or, or teachings, what we are um, trying to do or we are trying to understand is after i am born again i've received a new birth or received a supernatural birth what happens after hours? hallelujah and what changes take place in in me what are the characteristics of the one that is born of the spirit and what are the things that happens when one is born of the spirit that is what we want to discuss and and um, learn this morning hallelujah so first of all let's look at what happens when you are born of the spirit. What happens when one is born of the spirit? Number 1, your sins are forgiven or your sins have been forgiven. When you are born of the spirit, your sins are forgiven, your sins have been forgiven. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. Colossians 1:14 then 2:13 Colossians 1.14 In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. In whom, if you go to the verse 13, you understand who he's talking about. Verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love or the kingdom of his dear son. As the King James will put it, so his dear son is the one he's talking about in the verse 14 that he also has heard, forgiving us all our sins. When we have redemption through his blood, he has redeemed us through his blood, and he has forgiven all our sins. Talking about Jesus Christ. So one thing that happens to every man who is born of the Spirit, everyone who is born again, everyone who has received a new birth. One thing that happens to you is that all your sins have been forgiven. All your sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah. All your sins have been forgiven. And if you have not received Jesus Christ, your sins have not been forgiven. But If you have received him, then your sins have been forgiven. Your your, your sins have been forgiven and uh, the devil cannot hold your sins against you anymore. Amen. And it's very important uh, for us to understand this as we seek to walk in the supernatural. The reason is that most times the enemy tries to um, come to us and try to confuse us and try to bring our past sins against us so that uh, our conscience will not serve us right to operate in the things of the spirit and to enter into the realm of the supernatural hallelujah in other words the devil always tries to use your sins against you especially your past sins. Say, oh, Have you forgotten that you did this and you did that? Now they are talking about supernatural provision and you think God will provide for you. They are talking about supernatural preservation. You think God will protect you. Why do you think God will protect you? Look at you, a sinner like you. And then you try to play on your mind and use your sins against you. Hallelujah. But you must come to the point in your life as a believer, as a Christian, where you accept the fact that God has forgiven you your sins. And Because you are born of the spirit. Hallelujah. Because you are born of the spirit, he has forgiven you your sins. Hallelujah. There is a scripture in Psalms that says that as far as the east is from the west, so has the Lord separated us from our sins. Amen. So if the east, far east, like Aflahu, uh, uh, and then far west, like uh, Elibu, um, or in my area. So from Elibu to flower, how many distance? Can you just imagine? So if your sins are at Elubu, God has brought you now to flower so that you are separated from your sins. You get it? So that is what it means to be born of the Spirit. It means your sins have been forgiven. And if my sins have been forgiven, the devil cannot use it against me anymore. Amen. The devil cannot use my sins against me anymore because I have been forgiven. I have been forgiven. He has blotted out every handwriting of ordinance that was against me. Hallelujah. And because I've been forgiven, it also gives me the, the carefulness that I shouldn't continue to live in sin. Hallelujah. It also gives me the assurance that when I sin and I come to him by virtue of the blood of Jesus, my sins can be forgiven. God can forgive my sin. John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says that what if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, that assurance is there that when we come to Him, He can forgive our sins. Hallelujah. Then comes the confusion or the controversy. Then, why can't I do whatever I want to do so that anytime I come to Him, then I ask Him for forgiveness so that He forgives me? Hallelujah. Then, that is when the, 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 the doctrine or the teachings of Paul in Romans chapter 6, also comes in. Romans chapter 6, Paul asks the question, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin so that grace will abound to us? Then he says, nevertheless, how can those of us who are dead to sin live, continue to live in sin again? Amen. So the one that is born of the Spirit doesn't only have the forgiveness of sins, but as a matter of fact, he is dead to sin. Death to sin means that not only have your sins be forgiven, but you don't even have the appetite for sin. Hello? You don't even have the appetite for sin. Because that is not your nature. And as we continue, you understand. And as we delve from next week talking about the divine nature, you will understand where we are driving at. Hallelujah. But the one thing we are saying is that one that is born of the spirit has received forgiveness from God and continues to receive forgiveness, but it's not a guarantee for them to continue to live in sin because they are even dead to sin. Number two, sharing five things that happens when you are to someone who is born of the spirit. Number two, you have become a child of God. Anyone born of the spirit is a child of God. When you are born again, you become a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12. As many as received him, to them that believed in his name, he gave them the right, the mandate, the authority, to become children of God. Hallelujah. And as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here who has believed in the name of Jesus Christ? You have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Then the Bible says that you are a child of God. Say I am a child of God. I child of God. Say I am a son of God. Son of God. Hey, some women are sons. Amen. So if you are a woman you say I am a daughter of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm a son of God. Because Jesus is in me. I've received him. I'm born again. Hallelujah. And it's also very important for us to walk in the consciousness of, uh, of, 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 of being children of God. Eh? It's very important for us because that is your trump card in Dublin in the supernatural. Trump card for dabbling in the supernatural is your attestation, is your confidence that you are a child of God. Amen. 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 I will explain. That that is what will give you the confidence when you enter into that realm to claim what belongs to you and what is for you. So to walk in the supernatural provision, you must understand that you are a child of God not only a child of God, but you are, you are hot. Also, co-hair cool and joint-hair with Jesus Christ. That means that whatever belongs to God and whatever belongs to Jesus Christ belongs to you. Amen. So, for example, talking about supernatural provision and to work in supernatural overflow, you must be convinced of that concept. You must, you must understand it and work in it that I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And because I am a child, I qualify. You know, there are some people who even think that they don't deserve the love of God. They think that they don't deserve anything good from God. Hello? Hello? That is for unbelievers, those who are not born of the Spirit. Those who are born of the flesh, they are flesh. I'll come to that. But if you are born of the spirit, you are spirit. Amen. And you are a child of God. And you must walk with that confidence. And that confidence is what will give you the boldness to navigate in the realm of the supernatural. As a child of God. That is what will give you the boldness and the confidence to walk in that realm. And do mighty things and do great things you are going to walk in miracles, signs and wonders. In the supernatural. You must be confident of the fact that I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And as a child of God, I carry authority. He gave them the right. Another version will say, he gave them the power. Another version will say, he gave them the authority. Because that authority, power, right is from the same Greek, which is the exousia. An exousia. Is delegated power. So God has delegated his power to you as a child, as his child. And being conscious of that fact can help you to walk in the spirit and walk in the supernatural. Amen. Amen. Number three, you have received eternal life as a child of God born of the spirit, you have received eternal life. If you are born of the spirit, you have received eternal life. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have everlasting life. In John chapter 5, verse 24. John chapter 5, verse 24. John 5, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, and who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most times because of these lies, it blinds me and I'm not able to read, to read from that screen. But if I come down here, then I can If I'm there, this, I, this light falls on my eyes and I can't see it. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. Has passed from. Has passed from. And has. And has. Death. Okay, but up there, my word and believes in him who sent me has. Has. Who has a everlasting life? Who has a everlasting life? The one who has received Christ, born of the spirit, born again, has a everlasting life. When is he going to have the everlasting life? When? Oh, I thought when we go to heaven. Hello. So right here on earth, you can know whether you have a everlasting life or not. Amen. Amen. So, if you have received Jesus, you are born of the Spirit, you have everlasting life. You you cannot wait till you get to heaven before you know whether you have everlasting life or not. Is it clear? So, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Have your sins been forgiven? Are you a child of God? Do you have everlasting life? Amen. So, it's not like some people who say that uh, when they get to heaven, they will know whether or when they die, before they will know whether they will go to heaven or they will go to hell. Because their philosophy and their religion teaches them that uh, after death, then they will weigh all your good on one scale and all your bad on one eh, one end of the scale. And whichever balances and the scale, <laughs> then if, the, well, if your good is more mm, than your bad, then you can go to heaven. If your bad deeds are more than your good deeds, then what about if it is equal? <laughs> You'll be standing in the middle between hell and heaven. Amen. <laughs> I Amen. I but the Bible teaches us that he so has the son has life. It's, 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 it's clear. It's a done deal. When he said it is finished, it meant that whoever trusted in him will have that salvation will have that eternal life. So if you are born of the spirit, you have the eternal life. Say, I have eternal life. Because Christ Jesus is my savior and my Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that is how it is. And we understand it better also from 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 to 13. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 to 13. And this is the testimony or the record That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Where can eternal life be found? The son. Who is the son? Jesus Christ. So eternal life is found in Jesus Christ. God has given us eternal life. But that life is in his son. Jesus Christ. Look at verse 12. Verse 12. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God. Does not have life. And this have I written unto you. Verse 13. Now this is the confidence. These things I have written to you. Who believe in the name of the son of God. That you may know. That you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe. In the name of the son of God. That you may know. That you have eternal life. But that you may have the assurance. That you have eternal life. So it's very important for you to have that assurance. To know. Not because somebody is saying it. But you know and you know. Within yourself. That you are a child of God. Your sins have been forgiven. You have eternal life. You have eternal life. Is that point clear? You have eternal life. And nobody can take it from you. The point four, what happens to us or the person who is born of the spirit? If you are born of the spirit, it means that you have become a new creation. You have become a new creation. And I will stay more on this point and the next point. You have become a new creation. Hallelujah. One born of the spirit is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Second Corinthians chapter five verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If one be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. But let me ask you a question. Since you became born again, or the day you became born again, what happened to your face? What happened to your face? Eh? No change. What about your nose? Your nose did not change. And your height. Those of us who are short like me. Did your height increase? What about your house? Or maybe the car you were driving at that time? Did it change? The day you accepted Christ. But I was saying that all things have become new. So I thought that even all your clothes... When you enter into your wardrobe, then you see that all your clothes have turned into new, 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 new clothes. Hello, all things have passed. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In what sense? The newness is in our constitution and in our makeup as children of God, or as a person. That newness takes place from within you as a person. Hello, And we understand that man is made up of what? Body, spirit and soul. Isn't it? In the book of Thessalonians, Paul said that I pray that your whole body, spirit and soul be preserved blameless until the day of Christ's return. Okay, And there are other instances in scripture that confirms that man is made up of what? Spirit, body and soul. Or soul, spirit, body. or, Or body, Soul, spirit. Whichever combination you want to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is where the newness takes place. In the sense that when God created the first man and woman in the garden of Eden, you remember that the Bible said that God created them that so that he cannot have fellowship with them. So that he can relate to them. And you remember that God was coming in the cool of the day to visit Adam and Eve in the garden to talk to them. When he spoke, they could understand Amen. They could hear his voice. Hello? They could hear his voice. They could relate to him. The moment God steps in the garden, they know that God has arrived. God is here. They could feel the presence. And those of you who are at Kabat, the presence, the indwelling presence, the manifest presence. So that time, there was no indwelling presence. So they could feel the omnipresence. They could also feel the manifest presence of God. Hallelujah. Why were they able to feel God like that, relate to God like that? talk to God like that, be able to hear God like that. That was because in the original plan when God created man, the Bible said that God formed in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Lord God formed man from the the, the dust of the earth. So that's where the flesh came from. And then he breathed into man the breath of life. The breath from God is the spirit in man. And when that breath entered into the, the dust that was formed, It became a living soul. A soul sprang out of that union to give us the spirit, the soul, the body. Hello. And the way God created man from the beginning was that man is a spirit being who has a soul and lives in a body. A spirit being who has a soul and lives in a body. That is why man could navigate in the realms of the spirit and everything about man was supernatural from the beginning. How do I know? God created all the things. Didn't he? Then he said, Adam, come. I've created you. I've created all these things. Now, name all these things. Give them names. <laughs> Give them names. Then Adam starts, Okay, this one shall be called pillar. This one shall be called chair. Oh, as for this one. I'll call it microphone. How did... Adam got to know. Where did he get all those names from? How did he get to know what to name what? That was because the nature, the supernatural nature of God was was inherent in him at that time. And he would operate at that realm. But when man sinned, they were driven away from the presence of God, couldn't hear from God anymore, couldn't deal with God anymore. What has happened? The nature of man has changed. Instead of spirit, soul, body. Now we have body, soul, spirit. The spirit in man is now dead. And the flesh has become the ogre. In the constitution. Amen. That is why we say, oh, the spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. If the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak and you are doing the will of the flesh it means that it is your flesh that is ruling you and dominating you hello and if the flesh is dominating you that which is born of the flesh is flesh but you are born of the spirit then the constitution rechanges mark that's where the new creation come in now i'm not after the order of what body soul spirit But I am spirit, soul, body like in the beginning. So that like in the beginning when Adam and Eve could navigate in the spiritual and could contact the supernatural and could operate in the supernatural and could walk in the supernatural and could experience the supernatural. Now my constitution is such that I can also experience the supernatural. I can walk in the supernatural. I can understand the supernatural. I can experience the supernatural. And we need to understand it. Because if you don't understand it this way. You will not be able to find your way and your feet. This year as we talk about the supernatural. Hallelujah. The man was dead. The spirit of man was dead. That's why he talks about the fact that the first Adam was made what? A living soul. But the second Adam was made a quickening spirit. Was made a quickening spirit. Was made a quickening spirit. Amen. 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 Are you with us? Yes. Great. So you have become a new creation. Our spirit is regenerated. To be able to relate to the divine. We see this regeneration in Titus chapter 3, the verse 5. So when we were young Christians growing up in scripture union, those are the themes we used to discuss in Bible studies: sanctification, regeneration, justification. Uh, in, our, in the modern era, you don't hear those terms again. Regeneration. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Through the what? Washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Through the washing and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. The same way as Jesus telling Nicodemus that unless a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. So the regeneration is is like something has changed in your constitution. And instead of your flesh dominating, now you have become a spirit being. Your spirit is rather supposed to dominate. The challenge is, or the problem is, that you can have a lot of Christians who say they are born again and yet Instead of the spirit being in charge, the flesh is still in charge and controlling, and we call such Christians "canal Christians." First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two. Can we quickly read through that? First Corinthians chapter two, reading from uh, somewhere, verse fourteen or so, up to chapter three, verse. Okay. So go back a little from verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. Verse 13. 13. 13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So he's talking about the spiritual man, somebody who has received the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And I think the verse 9 talks about the fact that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him, but God has revealed them to us by heart, his spirit. So those of us who are born again, we are able to relate to God at that level. And what he reveals to us by his spirit, we are able to know. Amen. But you come to verse 14, so 9 up to 13, he's talking about somebody who is born again, born of the spirit, and the spirit is controlling. So he's a spiritual man. Now you come to 14, he says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually descend. Amen. The natural man who is not born again, the flesh is still in charge, the spirit is dead. So when you talk about spiritual things, he doesn't understand. natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness to him. Why are they foolishness to him? His spirit man is dead. So he can't relate to the spirit of God. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually descend. Carry on. Continue. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one who is spiritual, knows all things and judges all things. is superior. So the spiritual man is superior, superior to the natural man. The spiritual man is the one who is born of the spirit. He is spirit. The natural man is the one that is born of the flesh. He is flesh. The spirit is superior to the flesh. Amen. Now move to chapter 3, verse 1. And then you see the third category that I was talking about. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people but as to canal, as to babies in Christ. Hello? So this category, the third category, they have also received Christ. So they are spiritual. But Paul said when he came to them, he was expecting that these are people born of the spirit and should be able to relate to them at that level. He could not relate to them at that level because they were now behaving as what canal people. Babies in Christ. Why? Because instead of the spirit reigning, the flesh is still ruling. You continue. You see. Verse 2. Verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. Amen. So Paul, anyway, no, they are about for When he came and wanted to give them that meat, he gave it to them, they realized that, mm, they can't chew it. Why? He looked inside their mouth, no teeth. Why don't they have teeth? Have you seen babies with teeth? Sucking babies. Now Amen. So he said, when I came to you, I could not receive you out as, as spiritual but out, as carnal. I fed you with milk and not with what solid food. For until now, you are not able to receive it. And that is the challenge and the problem we have in the church today. The church of Jesus today is full of carnal Christians, people that are supposed to be born of the spirit, and yet they are behaving like people that are still in the flesh. They don't understand the word of God. When you are preaching the word of God to them, when you rebuke them, when you call for fasting and prayer, when you call for fasting and prayer, Next year, and sign a Hong. Amen. They are the other ones who are in the church and always have complaints and always offended by everything. This one didn't talk to me. This one didn't greet me. This one stepped on my toe. Look, let me sh- go to verse 3. It was happening in the Corinthian church. Verse 3. For you are still carnal for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? This part didn't didn't come in the first service. It is for you. Second service people. <laughs> Maybe there are other things that came in for them too. Uh, that's how the spirit of God works. The same topic. The same sermon. But there are different people. So The Holy Ghost knows where to emphasize. You are still carnal. So, what is the characteristics of the canal? From this, we will look at it. The divine nature as against the nature of the flesh. But you are still carnal for where there are envy, strife, division. Where you say, Oh, I belong to Paul. Paul is my father. Another one says, Apollos is my father. Then say Apollos is better than Paul. So, Paul, since I'm the son of Apollos, I'm better than you. The other person says, Why? You are joking. Paul the apostle, you don't know. My father, he's the one who wrote the book of Galatians and wrote this and started this church. He's more powerful than your father. So I'm more powerful than you. And the Bible says that those who compare themselves with themselves and measure themselves by themselves are not wise. We are going to operate in the supernatural. We must kill carnality out of our, our midst. Amen. Amen. That is why. Because when we are trying to dive into the spirit and move in the spirit and move in the supernatural, what do carnality actually sign? Like the encounters we had at the Kava. Great encounters, powerful encounters. But I can bet you. By the time one week, two weeks time, three weeks time, you see that some of those encounters will be neutralized. Do you know why? Because Okoji oh, encounter, you are up there. encounter, I say, who is your pa Now the ice water is on Is somebody understanding me? So, your nature has changed. If your nature has changed, you are a spirit being. Live as such. Walk as such. Walk as somebody who, your spirit man must be in control of your flesh. Eh? Adam nana bonia for natural man. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's for the natural man and the carnal man. But the spiritual man tells himself that I am born of the spirit. The spirit of God is upon me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I live above sin and reproach. Because sin will not reign in my mortal body. Am I teaching? That is how you operate in the supernatural. That's how you operate. That's how you operate. The danger is that some people are not born again. They are still carnal. They are, they are natural. And then baby Christians who are still carnal. And then they try to enter into the realm of the supernatural. When they enter into that arena, because their spirit is weak, instead of receiving the spirit of God, another spirit enters them and possesses them and uses them. Hello? Right, Eric, that is why Somebody can go to chair Mountain to go and pray and receive anointing. Instead of coming with anointing, he come with demons. I know somebody, I, I don't know whether he's still alive, but we, I knew somebody from Obuasi. Pastor Comfort knows we him. We're all in Scripture Union. And this man, one day he said he was going to the bush to go and seek, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me to go to the bush and go and seek the face of God for anointing. Went for so many days and so many months. By the time this man came back, he was like a madman. can walk from, uh, those of you who know, I can walk from Tutuka to Brahabe on foot and talking by the wayside. And came out with strange revelations. says, <laughs> Amen. If your spirit is weak and you try to double in the supernatural, in the, in the spiritual arena, you catch a demon. You catch an evil spirit. Hello. That is why your spirit man, your inner man needs to be strong some of the things that will make your inner man strong the word of God, prayer, fasting I've been in Kebab. I told you that three days fasting beginning of the year or end of the year three days fasting, just starting in January you know, according 30 years, every year you know, at least January you know, you know, that means that at least every year, once be you year know, because I drive fasting that is a year that I will not do some in June or around within the year Amen. But I've not seen a cover that was as powerful as this cover. Right from day one. You know. You know what. You know why. One of the reasons. From our fifteenth of November till now, I've fasted more days than I've eaten. fasted more days than I've eaten. If I say more, than, more days than I've eaten grandpa I, 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 I don't know how, how to put it. Maybe I've fasted for about 80 to 90 percent of the time than eat. 20, eating no 20 percent or less than 20 percent. And I'm going to continue. Do you know why? Because you can't enter into the supernatural with flesh and blood. <laughs> and Timati is a supernatural I have to go on a journey. <laughs> How did I hear the team? We're just in our hall. Mommy and I, the children, we're conversing, conversing. Now. So somewhere, when when was that? After Grace and Glory, maybe August or September. about. We are conversing, now, conversing. Now. I said. Homie, the thing has come, give me pen and paper. <laughs> I said, What thing has come? You see, the team for next year, <laughs> and I started writing <laughs> the supernatural just drop, bam, like that. And within five minutes, I did not only really receive the team but I received 12 subtopics each for each month. You know, said team, we a supernatural. Pen, I'm say, supernatural, We have to prepare. Amen. 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 <laughs> supernatural Supernatural <laughs> me. Oh glory, glory. Eh, come for Kabaka. Kaba is a wonderful experience? We know Sunday we say no who preach here we what time? we what time? Because time ni Kabaka the whole day, I mean, two hours now. Who Now preaching. powerful. Uh, some of the testimonies you should listen to them. I don't have time to talk about them here. Encounters. The, the night I preach on divine encounters, people have strange encounters, manif- strange manifestations. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy you came to church? So you have become a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things have become new. The fifth thing is that Christ has come into your life through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Those born of the Spirit has Christ inside them. How does Christ come to stay in them? By his Holy Spirit. In John chapter. Uh, John chapter 14, right? Verse 16, Going, And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. I will pray the Father. Jesus is saying, I'm going, but I will pray the Father he will send you another helper that he may abide with you. The spirit of truth, verse 17. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you, among you. And he shall abide inside you. And we call that the indwelling presence. And those who were at Kaba, we spoke about the divine presence. The omnipresence, the indwelling presence, the manifest presence. Amen. So the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit is living inside you. Where is the Holy Spirit? Inside you. The abiding presence. And that Spirit is supposed to lead you into all truth. Teach you all things. Give you the boldness and the confidence to talk about Jesus to people. That's why Jesus said, Wait in Jerusalem. When the Holy Ghost come upon you, you receive power and be my witnesses. Hallelujah. So if you are born of the Spirit and the Spirit of God is in you, you have the power. To operate in the supernatural. Because the Holy Spirit is inside you. Amen. 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 And when you walk with that assurance that the Holy Spirit is inside you. And Christ is inside you. It gives you the confidence to be able to what? Operate in the supernatural. Because you know that greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. So when you enter into that arena, you are not afraid of demons, you are not afraid of witches, you are not afraid that you contact a, a, a spirit that is not of God. Because a spirit that is not of God cannot inhabit with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why when you before you enter into that zone, make sure that you have the spirit of God within you, that Christ is in you. Hallelujah. And when you enter that arena, because of He who is in you, you are greater than He that is without. You understand? And that is the confidence we operate with. That is why when we hold the microphone, we are bold and loud. That is why we are confident. That is why we are not afraid of the devil and his, and his, his agencies. That is why we are not afraid of witches and wizards. That is why we look at demons that are trying to hijack the destinies of people. And we tell them in the name of Jesus, come out. Why? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And the Christ and the Holy Spirit in me is not different from the Christ and the Holy Spirit in you. The same Christ, the same Holy Spirit. Hello? Hello? So be bold as a child of God. I need you to be bold and confident in the year of the supernatural. And tell yourself, I'm a child of God. My sins have been forgiven. I've become a new creation. I've received new life. The Holy Ghost is inside me. That is why in the declaration we said, I am born and full of the Holy Spirit for the supernatural. You are now understanding things. Because I spoke about the, the, signs, the manifestation, the encounter, and all those things. And within the year, we'll be talking about them. Those things that are in the declaration. Some of them will be monthly things, we'll go deep. Christ is in us. The spirit of God is in us. And we understand this better from the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Because I don't have time, I'll just read it. Then you pick up the points yourself. And run commentary on it. Romans chapter 8. If you pick it from verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh according to the spirit. Why do they do walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit? Because they are not born of the flesh, they are born of the spirit. That which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. And such people are walking according to the spirit. The Bible says that there is no condemnation. No condemnation. You can't condemn me. Amen. You understand? Otherwise, when you enter in that realm, "Oh eh? yeah, come out, come out now. I say, hey, why name, come me out. Who And now, no idea how we say obese Nacobo crowd, your chill and obishna come out. Was it Ajubre or Honor in our call? Will view me now, cause Okay, okay, and yes, you don't come out. You don't come out, I'll be there. Is somebody with me? The word of God is sweet, too. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. From the law of sin and death. So sin and death. Where the spirit died. By true sin. But now we have received life. Through Christ Jesus. For what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. God did. By sending his own son. In the likeness of sinful flesh. and On account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. That a righteous requirement of the law. Might be fulfilled in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh. But according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who are born of the flesh and living according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So when you are carnally minded and you are naturally minded your spirit mind is dead. But you are spiritually minded your spirit is alive. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Not indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh. Those who are in the flesh. So you want to please God. Where must you be? In the spirit. In the spirit. In the spirit, you must be born of the spirit if you are to please God. You must walk in the spirit, live in the spirit, obey the spirit. You must feel the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost. Then you can please God. Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Why? Why? are you not in the flesh, but in the spirit? Uh Uh-huh. Because you are born of the spirit. Eh? Nippa ewa, yes or the nipa. Yes sir. A bridge wa wo a bridge. Nipa wa u nipa. The flesh no wa wo flesh. But when the spirit gives verse to you, you are spirit. You are spirit. Are you understanding something? But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, if indeed you see Holy Ghost, you are not flesh, you are spirit. So if the Holy Ghost is in you, your national anthem should not be the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Adam That should not be your national anthem spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Do you understand that? If Christ is in you, the body is what? Dead because of sin. If Christ is not in you, the body is alive. Rather, the spirit is dead. That's why the new creation comes in. Pastor Chris will teach that as new creation realities. That's why you're praising the supernatural like that. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive. (laughs) The spirit is alive. I said the spirit is alive, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So let me define, redefine your national anthem. Your national anthem that you say the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. According to this scripture, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit. So what should be your national anthem? The spirit is willing and the body it's also strong. Why is the body strong? Because the spirit gives life now to your mortal body. So that's what you couldn't do naturally because of the Holy Ghost in you, you are able to do. You are able to do. Able to do so, they say that oh, as for this this generation, there every man cry, even if you have a wife, you must have a garden. You know, if you have a farm, you must have a garden. And somebody will say that I can't eat uh, uh, one type of soup for the rest of my life. Sometimes you must eat a uh, uh, contemporary soup, sometimes you might eat light soup, sometimes in Katinkwai, eh? and sometimes to palm nut soup. Hallelujah! And then they will be boasting, Amen. The reason why they cook all those stories is that their flesh is weak. They can't control it. Their spirit is dead. So what their flesh dictates is what they do. But if I am full of the Holy Ghost and I say to myself, this is the wife God has given to me. I'm not taking another woman apart from her. My spirit should give me strength enough to overcome the weakness of the body. To stand by that decision. Is somebody hearing me? That is a Christian work. That is a supernatural walk. We can't enter and move in the supernatural if you don't understand these basic things. That's why God is teaching us. And this we got will be talking about the divine nature. Divine nature part one. And the following week will be divine nature part two. Before I conclude. On the month. Which, what is my topic for the last month? Let me look at it. Before I conclude. On the last anointing service. With. Which topic? Week five. A new creature. Particles. Of the divine nature. A new creature. I think I've, I've touched on it a little this morning, but we'll come back to it and dive more and then we'll enter into the anointing service. Hallelujah! But what are the characteristics of a man born of the spirit? Two things, I mean, don't have time enough to explain them. But according to John chapter 3, our uncle tells Jesus said that that which is born of the spirit is spirit, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. I think I've explained that enough. And then the second one he said was that still, no good, also, anti as you. He say that he is one of the flesh is flesh. one of the flesh. So he asked Nicodemus, Do you know the wind? Nicodemus said, Yes, sir. I know wind. Have you felt the wind blowing before? He said, Yes, sir. Okay. He said, The wind, when it starts blowing, did you know where it was coming from? He said, No, sir. Do you know where the wind was going? He said, No, sir. But did you feel the wind? He said, Yes, sir. And he said, the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Let me tell you. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. So that's another characteristic of somebody who is born of the spirit. You cannot predict them. You can't pin them down. You can't silence them. Ha, hataya. You don't know where they are coming from. You don't know where they are going. You can see. You see, you can see if you came here in 2010. Eh? If you came here 2010 or uh, 2010 December when we started the church or 2011 when we had just started, you will see some structure, uncompleted structure, roof, about half in foot room. And you could see some, some man who calls himself pastor. And then he's carrying some chairs and go and bring it from that house there. Because, and come and arrange it in the foot room and play the conquer. That's all you'll be seeing. That's all you'll be seeing. But you couldn't tell where this man was going. You couldn't tell. Unless after some years back, in 2022, 2023, you come back and you see what is happening. So is every man who is born of the spirit. And even now, some people will be passing by, they still can't understand. Until they come and they see a gigantic structure. Three floors standing tall over all the buildings surrounding buildings. And until they see all the branches springing up in Ghana and abroad. And until they see the television station and see the radio station and see. Who am I preaching to this morning? So is every man who is born. They can't predict us. We are unpredictable. Don't try to predict me. You don't know where I'm going next. You don't know where I'm going next. And that shall be your story and your portion. In the year of the supernatural. no man be able to predict your movement. You go where you want to go. Eat what you want to eat. Do what you want to do. Nothing will limit you. God will open doors for your life. You will walk as a man, as a woman who is born of the Holy Ghost.